Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Open Data Institute. Uh, thanks for coming this afternoon. My name is Anna Scott. I'm head of content here, and I'm delighted to introduce uh, Rob Manuel, co-founder of Beta B3TA, and um, editor of Us Versus Them, where I made I've spent many happy months doing lols and quizzes. Um, uh, Rob will be talking about his well, the stupid bots he's made. Those are his words, not mine. Um, for those watching online, uh, the hashtag is ODI Fridays. If you'd like to ask a question, we'll ask them at the end. Um, and over to you, Rob. Okay, thanks, Anna. Right, I've got my talk on my phone, which is, I'll be looking down a lot of my phone, which I wrote it this morning in a panic. Um, title, I, Rob Bot, that's basically it. That's all I've got. I've got the title. thought it would be a good title for a talk. It's the only reason I made bots in the first place was to do that pun. <laughs> That's it, I'm done. But, um, right, okay. But I've, been, I've spent the last two years in my spare time fiddling around making notionally comedy bots, really for my own entertainment and hopefully to entertain others occasionally. Uh, but this is entirely uncommercial work, purely basically to mess around and just see what happens. Um, and so I'm going to do a little bit on what I was doing, not what really, you know, what was some of the ideas that built up to them before doing them into the bot. So this is the pre-bot thing in the dinosaur age. Right, now, there's an audience member here, Martin, who would know exactly what I'm on about here. This says uh, pus feed. It probably should have only one S, like pus feed. Um, and what happened was I was working, I was brought into uh, Trinity Mirror uh, to work on a project that was um, basically, can you do something a bit like BuzzFeed? And I had to sit there for a month kind of going, oh, come up with some ideas, come up with some ideas. And I didn't really know what to do uh, sitting there on my own. So I sat there and I wrote a bit of JavaScript that uh, made random headlines based on BuzzFeed headlines. And you could just keep pressing refresh and it would just mash up all these phrases. You know, I'd spent an afternoon whacking it into a list. And that fundamentally was a good thing. And we enjoyed it, um, enjoyed playing with it. And, and it spat out a headline that kept coming back to me whilst running the Us Versus Them project with the Mirror, which was called the headline was something like 24 car parks, multi-story car parks that look like Oprah Winfrey. And this always seemed like a good line and it kept coming back in the team going, why can't someone write that article? And it was like, well, you can't write the article, it's just a joke, you can't actually ever do it. But it was quite entertaining. So at some point within the project, um, I wrote, not the, the technology, but I wrote all the words in this, just a, a, a clickbait headline generator that just mashed up the same kind of phrases and just tried to make a version of it that uh, was more presentable to the public rather than simply me mocking BuzzFeed at the time. Um, you know, and so that's what it did, and it was quite popular. I think that one did about half a million uniques, not that specific phrase, but just sort of pressing, hammering on it. You know, and I've just taken a screen grab here of how it went down on Reddit and people it was quite nice how people were sharing it. People were pulling out the phrases and talking about them. This video will prove you've been shoplifting rabbits wrong your whole life. 11 types of fun you should never have with a Cub Scout leader. <laughs> okay, what have we got next? Yeah, and so that the, how that worked, obviously, was not the most sophisticated thing in the world. It was just obviously just a sit there in Google Sheets, make a big array of things you can shuffle around, and then just make a little bit of JavaScript that can shuffle them into a sentence. So uh, 13 bees that look like Alistair Crowley, uh, 17 boxes that look like Barack Obama. 
you know, and I just found it quite an entertaining thing. Um, you know, but then the, that project ended and left it alone. And then sitting at home, um, I wanted to have a go playing with some bot stuff. And so, you know, and partly because after doing that project, I was a bit burnt out from doing endless kind of things about go click on this website. Um, and the stuff that I was personally enjoying uh, was stuff that was made um, like by a guy I know called Shardcore. And he was making these funny little bots, like he made one called Factbot, that just sort of like made up ridiculous facts in a sort of shareable format. And I just found that much more fun than websites, and also that um, that they were sort of like living. They would go into the real world rather than this sort of dead website. You know, people would talk to them and react with them. I just thought it was a fun thing to have a go at. So I built the first bot I tried to build. Uh, I had this tiny snippet of code that was on. Oops. This is what I do when I'm a bit nervous. I'll just bash into the furniture like Mr. Bean. <laughs> um, so the first thing I tried to build, uh, I can't even remember what the technology is called. There's something on like uh, Google where you can make this stuff that's in like basically JavaScript. It runs on the Google server, and there's bits of code floating around. You can run it on the servers, and off it goes. Um, and someone had like a bit of demo code up that was um, just a favbot, and so you could uh, give it a search string. And it would go off, and every half an hour or so, it would fab something that matched the search string. And so I was like, OK, what can I do with that? Um, and so the, the rubbish little joke I came up with was just simply to go and look for the word your, spelt Y-O-U-R, and then tell them they've got it wrong. And they should, but not even, you know, it just sort of like all it ever did was it just fabbed them. And then the actual account, it said, if you've been fabbed by this bot, you're using your wrong. And obviously, it had no knowledge of whether it was right or wrong. And it just made people really upset. And I found that briefly amusing for about a few hours. And then I realized I was just being, I'd basically made a computer psychopath that just was going out there and upsetting people for no good reason. And so I shut it down. But you know, it gave me a first taste of having a little play with it. Um, but then I spoke to, as I mentioned before, I had my chap, uh, Shardcore, who was like my bot guru, telling me, little, giving me a little bit of information. And he was like, oh, you don't want to do it like that, specifically with the horrible Google code. He just gave me this very crucial one-line bit of information. He said, you want to use Python. And I'd never, I mean, I'd heard of Python, of course, but I'd never used it before. But, he, but his little sentence that just changed everything for me was him going, Python, Whatever you want to do, someone has already built a library to do it, and you can then glue it together like Lego. Except you don't glue Lego, do you? But you know what I mean? Um, and he was just completely right. It was just this magical thing where it's just like everything you could think of, there was already a library, or there was half of a thing you could connect to another thing to do exactly what you wanted. And so my immediate thought when I realized all this stuff was possible was I wanted to go back to that uh, headline generator and see if I could do the same thing, but also go out there, Google for an image that was relevant, put it, pull it back, glue it together into a little sort of like semi-meme format and post it on Twitter. I just thought it'd be a much nicer version of it to have the images as well. Um, I don't know why I've got that slide. I took that slide earlier, <laughs> noticing that now Google is indexing clickbait robot content for some reason. But anyway, right, so I'll just do a quick kind of go through of some of the things it spat out. This is the, the most clicked or fabbed or liked, I can't remember what the terminology is, 
because they keep changing on Twitter, don't they? Uh, but this is the most popular one it's ever spat out. I think it's got like a, a combinatory of about a thousand likes and, and retweets and shares. Um, obviously, there are two types of people in this world, those who hate Piers Morgan and other those who are Piers Morgan. But so what it's actually doing is I've written, I've effectively written a joke, which is uh, there's two types of people in the world, those who, you know, and the, the random bit is Piers Morgan. And so in the background, what it's doing is it's picking up trending information from Google, uh, not from Google, from Twitter, you know, uh, you can pull out the trends from the API, and then it's pumping them in into these templates and then spitting them out. I really am banging this. And so it does that, and then it um, puts them onto effectively a, you know, another account, which I call Clickbait Robot Zero. And so it will pump out maybe 10 of these an hour, and most of them are absolutely useless. But there's little jewels in there, and so I just keep an eye on it, and they pop up in my feed. And they pop up and they pop up, and only I can see them because it's under a padlocked account. And so if I see a good one, I fav it, and then I've got a little bit of code that sort of like monitors the favs. And if it sees a fav, it then copies it over to the main account. You know, Piers Morgan trends quite a lot, so that was just like this happy, happy thing where that worked really well. I mean, I think I'd nixed the joke at the core of it. I think I saw someone do this fundamental joke with William Shatner or something. But, you know, it's um, there's a... Um, a couple of comedy writers, uh, Joel uh, Morris and Jason Hazley, who are, you'll know who they are, Mike. Uh, they are uh, the writers of uh, a lot of the Charlie Brooker stuff, the Screen Burn stuff. Uh, they've written all the Lady Bird books recently, the comedy Lady Bird books. Um, and they've got a line that they talk about jokes that could be CBAs, could be anything here, you know. And so that the entire project is a a project about CBAs of like looking for sentences uh, and that I think might be funny if you put anything here and then the joy of it for me is then just seeing what happens when the anything comes in and it often produces results which um, I completely do not expect because it could be anything. Adolf Hitler is the most likely next Doctor Who and here's why. Um, yeah maybe who knows you know and to be honest you know there's another thing that's going on as well is like having it working off trending information is fine and it does do that but I also after a while got bored of that and so I've got another system in there that's rigging it with just names I find funny and so it's pumping that into it but I'm not choosing it to go Adolf Hitler I've got like a list of I don't know 1200 1600 names that are just pumping in randomly at times this spider has spent <laughs> over two hundred thousand dollars to look like Jeremy Corbyn <laughs> It's just a nice sentence, isn't it? Um, my incompetent code can't cope with pound signs, so it's all in dollars. Um, Mel B quits as leader of the Conservative Party to spend more time eating supermarket hams. <laughs> I, was, I was quite pleased to see this got a retweet from, oh God, the guy who's, Vic and Bob, Bob Mortimer. And you know, it just seemed very up his street and it seemed very right that this random piece of content went out there and found Bob Mortimer. Nostalgia Sunday, share if you remember what this is useful. You know, a could be anything joke. You know, I've got a list of, I've got a list called Stuff, and uh, it's just got, you know, maybe 2,000 mundane objects in it. And it is the more mundane, the better that work for these things. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, by this point, I'm just sort of like, you know, at the start of it, I was like, I had this thing, oh, it's got to be a joke about clickbait, but. Now it's just any old stuff that people might share on, on social media kind of thing. 
and so endless kind of shareable content things get pumped into this. Michael Gove, the rumour that I pushed 86 bread and butter puddings up my rear are incorrect. <laughs> Tony Blair will make Tony Blair great again, says Tony Blair. I, I do like a template that eats itself. Um, you know, and so repeating ones, because like when I was first doing this, I'd like be putting maybe three different names in it. And then you just find that you can do headlines that just eat themselves and go around in circles. It's quite fun. You know, Bono, I, I think I managed to get, or it managed to put Bono like eight times once into the same sentence <laughs> by doing that. And then hashtag Bono. Um, share if you agree, Jeremy Corbyn should nationalise all wasps in the UK and make them socialist wasps. Again, it could be anything thing. It all could be anything. You know, the, the, uh, the Jeremy Corbyn there is not a trending information. It's a, lift of, a list of lefties that's lurking in the system that's uh, got like Owen Jones and uh, Vladimir Lenin and stuff. And obviously that's the, that's the stuff one on wasps. Uh, I always love that headline. Is Louise Mensch a computer simulation? Why some scientists say it's more likely than not? Um, it's just a joke that I particularly enjoy, which is, I mean, this started off as a story on The Guardian, uh, and it was just obviously going, is, is humanity a computer or is, is real life? But I always like it if you can take a, um, a really wide thing and then just drill it down to one person. It, you can get a joke out of it. Like, if there's an asteroid that's coming for everyone, if you just make the asteroid, it's coming for Piers Morgan. You know, it just adds so much to it. George Orwell just rated his ex-girlfriends from worst to best in bed, and the results may surprise you. You know, um, I think that was Katy Perry was the original headline from that. You know, and she did an interview. Uh, so that, that was a BuzzFeed headline about Katy Perry uh, that was basically a rewrite of a YouTube video. You know, be, you know, could be anything. People are showing this open letter to Nigel Farage. Dear Nigel, off and die. Maybe the F could fall down like... Old coughing may. You're sincerely everyone. This template is a hard work template. Thanksgiving is a typical American holiday. The lavish meal is a symbol of the fact that the abundant oh god, blah de blah 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 park life. This this but this template actually does so much work in behind the scenes. Um, I ended up building, you know, it, it, I've built a cathedral of madness inside this system. And uh, so this is genuinely behind the scenes going off. Uh, going, who's the person? Then it's going off to wiki quotes. It's finding a quote, and then pulling the quote into the system, and then adding the word park life. You know, and I basically, I had to run the thing about fifty or eighty times before it spat one that was actually vaguely funny. Um, Ed Miliband, I snorted so much LSD. I thought it was an espresso machine. It just, it just works, doesn't it? Surely, surely that just works. I don't know how many's in this list. What do you get if you cross gold, Donald Trump with a golden retriever, pregnant golden retrievers? <laughs> um, I've experimented, you know, because you just get fed up of sort of just doing pure headlines and just get, making it spit out jokes. Uh, I remember getting it to do one, which I was very pleased with one day, where I put in a kind of knock-knock template, knock-knock, who's there? And then, you, you know, Donald, Donald who, Donald Trump, and it's not very funny. But... And then it went a bit wrong at one point and then fed into itself and did knock knock who's there knock knock who knock knock and it just made such a beautifully recursive joke i was very pleased with it. <laughs> right what's this right okay okay i'm going to see if i can do a live demo which might be a bit frightening 
so before I do the live demo, I'm going to say how we can basically control this bot a bit. Um, I built a little system to poke at it from inside DMs because uh, I realized there was a lot, well, there's a number of things, you know, because obviously the code was running on my local computer and I realized that I wanted to be able to fiddle with it in the pub sometimes or just out and about. Um, and I didn't want to build a website because I was just sort of like feeling really kind of yuck about websites. And I wanted it to be inside uh, Twitter. So I just built a system where you can send it DMs and it does stuff. So we can give that a go. Right, this is where it's a bit frightening for me. So is that okay? So this is, this is my personal Twitter account and I'll try sending it the message Bono. See if it works. So this is the, okay, let's see Lady Rob Manuel. Just bored one day and says the randomizer that fits, okay. Bono's uncle joins the shadow cabinet in protest over brass instrument shortages. <laughs> let's try Jeremy Corbyn. So what it's doing in the background is I've now written over 1400 separate templates and it's just going, I'll pick one at random and throw that word in. Wikipedia puts Jeremy Corbyn on the unreliable sources list. <laughs> right, and so, but also I can send it sort of arrays of words. So if I send it bungle of underscores, that should give it um, pick from a random uh, list of uh, kids TV. Share if you like sharing photos of Sean the Sheep. And so lefty might work. And this, you know, the aforementioned list of uh, left-wing people. Greetings, Louis. What have we got? 17 Savage, Derek, Degsy, Hatton, Burns we still haven't recovered from. That is definitely a BuzzFeed headline um, that I nicked. Uh, we can do underscore Hitler, which is uh, a list of bad people. Because, like, in terms of... It might shock you that I'm saying Hitler's bad, but, but stay with me. Um, I'm just saying it was just a handy way of describing some bad people. Apparently, I think Jeremy... Clarkson's bad. The Labour front bench introduces the Jeremy bill to make it illegal for Jeremy Clarkson to leak his tweets. So that that is obviously um, started out from a Donald Trump one. Um, okay, so there's lefty, there's Brexiteer. Okay, Brexiteer, and that will be obviously like Theresa, you know, just very load of Tories, something like that. Which they're going to spit out. Come on, spit something out. Hello, Rob. Liam Fox's vanity is bad, but snarking about his love handles is far worse. <laughs> that was a Guardian headline. It really was. Um, but, you know, the point of this is not really to take... Uh, I'm not actually mocking headlines specifically. I'm just playing with them. Just, it's a fun, short lump of content you can just mangle around and have fun with. You know, it's not basically satire. It's just playfulness. And so, as I said, so if we go to the actual account, if I click on the account, right, and then... Pull up the um, pull up the thingy, jiggity g, jiggity do. So that's all the ones, and I could approve one of these. So shall we shall we take a pop at Jeremy Corbyn, or do we like Jeremy Corbyn at the moment? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll just approve the Corbyn one, even though. So I've put the little heart on it, and in theory, it should. It might take like yeah, there. It's already there. It's gone live. And so then we can see in a few mins how, if, that's get any, if that gets any retweets or likes. But, you know, it's largely a toy to entertain myself. But, you know, you can also completely... Um, right, if I put a zero... No, sorry, if I put a one, 
and then Bono. That should use template one, and template one is the things that look like X template. So it should go 15 sausages that look like Bono, I think. Come on, work, work, yes. 39 Sussex Pond puddings that look like Bono, it worked. So, right, now, this might not work, which is that I was going to say, get a suggestion of a person from, from you lot, but the, it might not work and it's going to be a bit bad if it doesn't work. But one of the problems is, is this, is this is unsurprisingly, to get the images, I'm not going to say exactly how it's doing it, but it's doing bad things to get the images and it's very unreliable. And so to make it work, um, I had to put in a caching system that just basically stores all, all you know, I don't have, how should I put it? I haven't made a list of images, but every time it searches for an image, it, it stores the data of it. And so it sometimes works, it sometimes doesn't work, we'll see. So has anyone got a name of a person? Keith Chegwin, we'll try it. But I said, yeah, it probably won't work because it's Chegwin, we'll see. And theory, hello, Wing Commander Manual. The, the stupid kind of addresses, they were all taken off the uh, Harrods website where it had the drop down of going, you know. <laughs> Come on, do something, do something, Keith Chegwin. Okay, just gonna send it another command, trends. Come on. Yeah, it did work, it did work. Except it scrolled off the screen, so I gave it another command there. Uh, there we go. 19 nail files that look like Keith Chegwin. And it's particularly, it picks a particularly bad image of him without eyes. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, what, what I just, I was actually showing, I accidentally showed there was trends. Uh, so that's like a little thing you command send it and it tells you what's trending. Uh, and then you could like click the search to see what that means which is quite nice. And in the past, you could click the second one and that would pre-fill a little command to go, now make some clickbait about that subject. But then Twitter turned off the function a couple of months ago of being able to start, uh, do, a, do DMs by starting DM, which was very sad and depressing. It was a sad day for me. And I, got, I, I looked up the, the developer who, uh, I worked out who had got rid of it and I explained what he was doing and he was like, well, that's a use case I've never heard of. <laughs> and that was that, so he wasn't interested. Right, so we need to go back to the old, um, the old presentation, doodah, present, present, present. So that's all on screen, that's cool. So that's demoing the old, what we can do behind the scenes. There's just like a tiny, tiny subset of like the horrible templates um, there's a load of stuff in there. There's literally over 1,400 now, which is far too many. But basically, because every, you know, I, I sit there working on the computer, I'm on social media, every time I see a headline that I find funny, and I'm always seeing headlines that you think, oh, you just change that one word, change that one word. Um, then uh, I'm just always fiddling with it. But, you know, it's got some quite nice little sort of features in it, because obviously they, the underscore stuff, like underscore number, will generate a number, it's just an array. But then you can do these little sub bits like that, that bit with the, um, the bars and 4-3, that'll pick some random numbers there. You know, it's quite fun, you can, the amount you can do with it. Right, anyway, so did all this stuff, glued it all together, and uh, one of the reasons I was wanting to do it, no, there's no good reason for wanting to do it, but it was like, but it was like this, but there was this awareness that if you built together the tools, you'd be able to then do other ones too. And so I think Swear Clock was the first one I did 
outside clickbait robot, but it's built on the identical code. I mean, it's not even just built on the identical code. It's the same code. It's the same iteration of that. It's the same instance of that code. It's just that you can literally give it um, a number of any files and then poke it, and it will just you know it will just do different stuff. Um, and so this one obviously just tells the time in a sweary way. Um, but one of the reasons I I wanted to do it was doing the clickbait robot project. There was so much moderation. It's like it's constantly poking it and checking it's not doing anything terrible. Oh, that was a bit I wanted to mention. The reason it has the moderation kind of like level is partly to keep the editorial standard okay, but secondly, because it can do some really, really terrible things. Because if you add trending information to templated headlines, it's going to create bad things sometimes that you, you know, in something that is meant to be a jokey, light-hearted thing. You don't want it basically when, uh, I don't know, there'll be a, a, a child's killed or something and it'll be putting that in the middle of the most silly BuzzFeed headline. And so it was to control that. And so um, I, I think when I launched it, I didn't have that in place. I had two days of absolute anxiety waiting for it to do something terrible. Um, and then there was like the Paris attacks. I was like, okay, I need a moderation system now. You know, because it will spit out a mind-bending stuff. Um, there's a template in there that, that's the most innocent, simple template in the world that just goes, it Googles off for a, for a word search kind of picture. Uh, and then it takes the name of the person it's looking for, you know, um, uh, Patrick Troughton. And it will go, uh, this is the Troughton word search. Uh, retweet when you found Patrick. Maddie McCann was trending. And so it did retweet when you find Maddie in the Maddie McCann word search. And it's like, you cannot, in good faith, basically mash together trending content and templates without moderation. Right, and, and pre-moderation, not post-moderation. So, but I was keen to basically do one which was hopefully less problematic or did less work. And so I had to go doing a square clock, uh, which obviously just spits out, I'd say on the hour, but it's not on the hour, it's on the half hour, because I thought that um, the Big Ben clock, uh, the dong one, dong, 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 on the hour, owned the hour. So I thought there might be an opportunity for owning the half hour which, <laughs> I don't know, might work. And so I put it out, and it did okay. It's got like six or 7,000 followers. Fucking hell, and blame Alan Shearer. It's 11.30 a.m. It's got some terrible, terrible phrases in there. But they're mostly, okay, but there's a mixture, because there's like some, you know, where it says, shit, Jesus is bird, I'm kind of Bible. I didn't really say that. Where it's got that, that's basically from asking uh, people to fill in a Google Sheets, and I got like, I don't know, 500 phrases thrown in. But then, have sex with an owl and blame celebrity. That's a generated phrase, obviously, where it's going. Random animal, random celebrity. But, you know, it's quite fun to do. So, but, and that, that's, that's the template that creates it. So, but, but it's quite nice that it can now... Whereas, like, the clickbait rope project, it's this constant feeding it and constant work. That was, like, I don't know, one Sunday afternoon's work, and I haven't touched it since. You know, because that's the entirety of the template and it's done, you know, I could do more to it if I wanted to, but it chugs away and it's quite happy and it picks up followers. Um, it got on Radio 4, which I was quite surprised by, because it was like, of all the projects you'd think no one would ever mention it, kind of thing. But there it was, it got that, it got into the Metro. You know, people like throwing clocks. I did a, um, I, I haven't got the URL to hand, I, I did a quick version of it as well, talking to uh, Amazon Alexa or Amazon Alexa talking to it, um, you know, which is really quite easy to do. You know, just take this, take this lump of stuff and get it to spit out the thing. 
you know, so at my um, at home, I can go to my Alexa, if you call it that, or Echo. I can go, Alexa, what's the fucking time? And then it will spit out, uh, you know, whatever it would be. So shit would be excrement on a stuff, excrement on a Commodore 64, it's 5.30. You know, it works quite well, it's quite fun. Um, and my kids have found it very, very amusing. Um, but, it, but it has also alerted me that um, the Amazon uh, Alexa, they, they beep swearing. But you can actually get around it very easily, for, you know, because it will go beep, 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 beep. But if you sort of like compound the words to go about spaces, so it, if you put shit fuck, it would go beep, beep. But if you remove the space, you, could, you can get around it, <laughs> which um, is an important hack that we can learn today. <laughs> right, and so doing that, uh, right, now which one was this one? Has Teresa resigned? You know, so having those couple of bots that are not exactly taken over the world, but, you know, it's created a minor little thing where people now are poking at me and go, do a bot about this, do a bot about this. And so I was pressured into doing, uh, has Teresa resigned? I think I've got the thing there going, petitioning Rob Manuel to make has Teresa resigned bot possibly merge your swear clock. You know, and I literally did do it in like half an hour or something. Um, my, my partner was... Um, I was meant to be going picking up my partner having laser eye surgery and I managed to get it in in that half an hour before going to pick her up. Um, and it's, it's just the same content really, but just spat out with, with <laughs> nosh me in the sausage hole. But you know, she still hasn't resigned yet. You know, and I, I genuinely thought when I did it, it was just like, get the joke out quickly and it'll be done in three days. Cause like, how can she survive holding an election? and then, you know, lose, well, not losing it, but, you know, losing her majority. You know, she had to go, but she's still here. And so, you know, it is there. And what I was going to say, yeah, but I get people asking me, like, you know, is this hooked up to any technology that's monitoring stuff? And it's like, no, <laughs> it's just sort of like, you know, but if, if and when she resigns, I could just log in and put another message up. You know, I don't need a massive technology in place to do that. And this was like another one I was pressured into doing, you know, because at the time of just before the election, uh, everyone was going, Theresa May, she's a bot, she's, she's, she's so robotic. And, you know, I had like literally five different people going, Rob, you've got to build a Theresa May bot. She's so robotic. Build one, build one, build one. And I was like, I don't understand how to do this because I don't know how to make a bot that's parodying someone being robotic. I mean, I can do that, but it's going to be really boring. You know, it's sort of like, I am a robot. It's, and, you know, and so I had a go, and it just was not entertaining at all. And so I ended up just out of desperation to try and make it funny, just like threw in loads of swearing. Um, and, and, but I found it sort of like taught me something a little bit, which is the core of it. I just didn't want to do it, and I did a bad job of it. But it was the, um, I found myself that realising that I sort of made her likeable in an attempt to make it funny. I turned her into this really sort of sweary kind of Peter Cook character that made me quite like her. Um, and I was like, just that doesn't make any sense as a sort of satiric point at all. And so I just deleted her. But I deleted her in the best possible way by I sacrificed her to Yoko Ono because she had like 1,500 followers. And I had this idea of doing a Yoko Ono bot. And just as a bit of sneaky rubbish, I thought, okay, I'll just rename the Theresa Maybot to Yoko Ono and do the project I actually want to do. And, you know, and I think that's a good sacrifice that Theresa made to actually make something 
that I did want to do, which was Yoko. Um, and so the core of it, I just think it's very hard to do anything that's mocking someone, but you're trying to make it funny and then you'll make it likeable. Whereas like with the Yoko one, I basically like her. I think she's fun. And so it's, I don't mind that it's likeable. Um, you know, but the, the route into this was seeing uh, a tweet that she put out. The real Yoko Ono put out a tweet going, leave, take, buy a, buy a bag of garden peas, leave a pea wherever you go. And it was a fantastically mad idea, but really good. And, and I just was looked, looking at that thing and going, I just want to play with that sentence and put the random, random words into the sentence kind of thing, just for my own amusement. Um, and I did, I did, and I just found it really, really pleasing. And then, so I went through some of her tweets and the book she wrote in the 1960s called Grapefruit, which was all these kind of things saying art piece. And then these like, almost like computer instructions of saying, do this thing and something might happen. And I just sort of like, just copied it and, and played in her space, but with my word list. And I just found it very pleasing. Make a list of your favorite crisp sandwiches, post it to someone who feels sad. I just, I just found it pleasing. It made me happy. Look out of the window. Do you see that cloud shape like Peter Capaldi? Invite it to dinner. <laughs> and people responded really well to all this stuff. Never let the regret of your life be that you have not said, I love donkeys often enough. <laughs> what really made me happy about that one was that it got retweeted by a Birmingham donkey sanctuary. <laughs> that was just like, yes, yes. <laughs> It's Kanye West Awareness Hour. Please be aware of Kanye West for the next 60 minutes. Which, to be fair, that's nothing to do with Yoko Ono's uh, ever messages. It was just an ad I saw on Facebook that uh, I just couldn't believe this ad. It literally said, it's Pension Awareness Hour. And I just thought it was such a fantastically dull, weird thing, Pension Awareness Hour. And I just loved it. And I thought, and then I reread it and it didn't actually say that at all. <laughs> but I just thought... <laughs> But, you know, I liked the idea, so I bunged it in. What is the greatest gift you could receive from anyone? Bit of wool. Pleases me. We are all memory sticks. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it, it just, it, she immediately had personality because of the, the list of words, because it's, I, I, you know, these are the same words that are powering the other projects, you know, the same list of words, but in different templates. And because, like, the other projects were a little bit nerdy and a bit like it made her a little bit nerdy and it was just quite pleasing and, and British <laughs> think about the earth imagine Bergerac thinking about it too the atoms in a minced beef crispy pancake were made inside the sun a sun write them a letter cook <laughs> a white dog poo I like that one carry a bag of steamrollers leave a steamroller wherever you go Right, yes, so that, that's Yoko. Just, it's the one that's personally pleased me the most because it was like, it's absolutely the one where I'm, I wasn't trying to make any point. I was just sort of like amusing myself and I'm really pleased that people responded quite nicely to it. Um, you know, and like in, in a ridiculous way, I really feel that it's not mocking her. It's completely in the spirit of all the work she was doing in the 60s in, in the, the Fluxus art movement. Where she was writing the statements and asking people to just imagine impossible and interesting things. Um, you know, I just think I, I'm, doing, I'm continuing the work of Yoko, which is a good thing to be doing. Um, but, you know, I've made loads of other bits and bobs too uh, that uh, I haven't, you know, I thought I'd like 
just throw this stuff in as well, which is the um, the bots I have not released. You know that I've just been I've done that to amuse myself, but I've never put them public. So this is the bit at the end of the album, the extra tracks that ruin the album. Right. Um, such a simple, tragically stupid joke. Um, all this bot does, and it only posts to me, is it does the phrase, my name is Bond, James Bond, but replaces the word James with something else. And it's just got the list of stupid things in there as usual. My name is Bond, Felching Bond. It's terrible, terrible stuff. I'm sorry, Anna, you're just <laughs> like going. Um, but you know, it's just to amuse myself when I'm like sitting there working, I've got this stuff popping out. Um, I've got a Top of the Pops bot that's just privately for myself that just takes, there's uh, about 30 songs in it and it's just shuffling the names around with stupid things. Do 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 do, number eight, straight, uh, what's that say? Up one place at number eight, Prince, my name is Amphia Turner. Yeah, I don't know, I found it funny, soldier. Uh, straight at number 21, Smokey Robinson, The Miracles, The Tracks of My Stool. Um, Non-mover at number 50, Musical Youth, past the radiator valve on the left-hand side. Number 14, Paul Young, down two places, wherever I lay my roast pork with apple sauce, that's my home. It kept me amused in the sifts. Um, Amy Winehouse, they tried to make me go to Sutton Coalfield, <laughs> but I said no, no, no. Meatloaf, like a horse out of purgatory. Thrank Sinatra, I've got empty biscuit tins under my skin. <laughs> You know, I apologise for finding this stuff funny. I do. It's just stuff that I find personally funny, uh, which is just mashing words together and seeing, seeing what sentences you get out of them. You know, it's just stuff I've enjoyed doing since... I think I've probably enjoyed mashing words together since uh, as a kid, really. But I can remember literally doing a little web project 20 years ago um, that basically created URLs by going you know, sweary word here, list of sweary words, list of other sweary words. So, you know, bloodynorks.com and then linking off and going, it's available, buy us on, you know, buy, buy this domain. You know, so just mashing words together, always find it fun. So my conclusion is, uh, jokes are fun, they're good for the soul. Python's easy to play with, why not play? Actually, you don't even need to use Python. This is cropped the actual, my, my line that I wanted to put uh, at the bottom, which is like, you can actually build bots without doing any code whatsoever. You can do it uh, with this website called something like Cheap Bots Done Fast. I think, if I, yeah, there it is. Oh, whoops, there it is. This is nothing to do with me. To do with me. Cheapbotsdonequick.com uh, lets you do the simple bot of like post, 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 shuffle words around. And if you saw, uh, there's a, a bot that had a minor bit of media attention a few months ago, which was, uh, the Danny Dyer bot. Uh, my name's Danny Dyer and tonight, uh, this evening, I'm interviewing the most uh, leprous uh, sausages or something. And, and he got like 5,000 followers out of it and it works really well and he just did it with that. So I recommend playing with that. Um, and that's just the list of, of all the bots. I think, I think that's the list of all the bots I'm running. Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, because like, Technically, beta is a bot in that it's not running in the same way as this, but the bot account is just fundamentally just lifting content from the front page of that website. My own personal account, obviously that is me, but it's got bot elements to it because I put in all this other structural stuff. So 
as promotion. So if a clickbait robot or the beta account gets over a certain threshold of retweets and likes, it gets retweeted by that account to give it sort of like stepped up promotion kind of thing. Obviously clickbait robot, bad friends box in there, which is like a useless kind of one joke template about, um, about friends. But you know, there they all are. They're, oh, I'm actually missing out. Um, I've built like ones to help me, uh, how do you call it? You know, part of my day job is writing, you know, articles about, uh, you know, stuff on the internet and trending information. And so I've got this right, a suite of bots which uh, monitor Twitter and then post sort of like interesting stuff just simply by having a list of like um, 200 like journalists that are quite interesting and then adding up what they're retweeting and then it retweets it to me and it actually works really well. And I've, 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 uh, I know that stuff works because I use it the people I work with use it, and I sold it also to an American magazine, and they use it, and I had to build these ver variations of it that also follow like hip hop and trainers and stuff, and they, they send me frantic emails as soon as they're down, so that works quite well. Oh, and I've missed out Scuffle Business. Scuffle Business, um, which I might be able to demo very, very quickly, which is uh, just a, a language one uh, where you can go, if I go, now what's the command? Scuffle, wordy, I can think of do it from wordy. I want to hold your hands. I think that might work. What that attempts to do is uh, shove a phrase through a thesaurus and it's occasionally amusing. Is it gonna work today? Is it gonna work? I've got a hankering to dominance your hands. I've got a requirement to influence your fists. I'm longing to dominance your hams. <laughs> you know, it's quite a fun thing to do, just playing with language. That's uh, wordy slash scuffle business. That's the end of the various bot toys I've got. Brilliant. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Round of applause for all of you. Thank you. I've um, got one question on Twitter so far. Um, <laughs> there'll be more, I'm sure. Any questions? from the audience here so far? Yeah. Most unexpected? You, sorry, would you mind waiting oh, yeah, for the mic? Thanks. Uh, what's the most unexpected combo result that's come out of this, the one that completely, that you didn't even think the system would have been able to create? I don't know. Or that you found the, the, the I most think, I think I mentioned it, I mean, it, it, it with the, um, I think I mentioned the Maddie one, because like that basically created a bad taste joke that I didn't mean to create, but was actually a perfect, if you were trying to create a bad taste joke, that was perfectly because it had the whole thing about Maddie being hidden kind of thing, look for her. So that was the one that made me go, you know, and you know, you, I get a lot of messages from people going, oh, it's uncanny, it's uncanny. But you know, a lot of that is to do with the fact of the moderation thing. I'm only picking out the good ones kind of thing, so. Um, and, but then you get things like swear clock and stuff um, and you get random bits of synchronicity. Um, the other day at the middle of the uh, uh, Tory party conference, it, it suddenly went, it's 3.30 p.m., uh, something, a sexual act with Maggie Thatcher. And it just was like, oh, oh, swear clock is covering the Tory party conference. Great, yeah. Um, so kind of related in a way, uh, from ODI Leeds. Um, have you seen bots being used for good, in inverted commas? Uh, and if so, what are your favorites? Uh, well, I'd recommend, uh, as I said earlier, Shardcore's work. Uh, he calls um, with his fact bot. 
Uh, he's done absolutely loads of like proper arty bots as well. Um, he did a really nice one recently where he uh, was kind of going every trumper and he would take, he found a resource that had like megapixel wide images of people at Trump um, rallies and then it would zoom in on an individual face and go, there's a Trump supporter. I thought that was very good. <laughs> is that okay? I'm quite sure it's ethical, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's probably not ethical. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Any other questions? Yeah. So I don't know if you covered it before. Does Yoko require any moderation? Uh, Yoko is not moderated, but um, I've got a kind of like uh, a bit of Reaper code that goes in and uh, if it has had no interactions of like retweets or fabs in about 20 minutes, it deletes them. If it's had, and th then it steps up kind of thing and then it does an absolute kind of grim reaper at six or five in the morning and goes anything with less than eight with the idea that um, that means that it just removes bad stuff that people don't like very much, but also that the archives in theory will produce a better thing to look at. But it has the effect of her making her a, a little bit neurotic because she puts things out, people don't respond to them, and she deletes them. <laughs> and, and, or, and then sometimes I wake up in the morning and see what's been going on, and I find someone, like one person is interacting, and then she's deleted it, and it's like she's had a little, been upset by their little message to her. <laughs> so it's unexpected, unexpected personality these things get from, from these minor technical editorial decisions. Um. What's the worst case scenario for letting a bot go unmoderated? Who takes responsibility slash is accountable for any damage? It's quite a broad question. But well, I mean, you know, I don't <laughs> have clickbait robot, the most dangerous one, unmoderated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, but there has been instances where I've let stuff through which uh, turned out to be a problem because, uh, you know, I, I just wasn't aware of the implications of things. Uh, you know, there's been... Um, you know, like, I can't remember the names, and it's good that I don't remember the names, but, you know, someone had died, and I let one through not knowing they were dead. Mm. And then you get, I got a message going, hang on, that's a bit off, and you delete mm. it. Mm. You know, so obviously I've still got the admin tools, and I'll delete something if, if there's a problem. But it would be, I don't know what the legal uh, thing is, but you kind of think, well, if I've written it and I'm responsible for it, it is kind of down to me what mm. it's doing, you know. Um, linked, I guess. Uh, have you ever had any copyright issues with any of the images you've used? Um, well, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's always a difficult one, isn't it? You know, the, the issue is, is like, obviously I'll take any, you know, I'm not making any money out of it and I'll take anything down if someone moans, but yeah. Always a bad one to answer on, on camera, in public. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So maybe for the people online, if you could wait for the mic, so parody laws. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you know. Um, you know, my, my my experience doing beta for God knows how many years, seventeen years, uh, is that basically the the best thing was always to like fold to the person who's angry and just get them out of your hair. You know, and generally speaking, most people are just want something to go away. Um, and especially if you're not doing a thing that's obviously making a load of money or even any money, you know. But, you know, I remember doing the beta stuff. I remember getting, you know, you get your legal nasty grams like, um, oh, I remember one that I found it quite funny where someone had done this Photoshop of uh, the guy from the Halifax ads. I don't remember his name now. 
Howard from the Halifax ads, and it was the Who Gives You Extra campaign. And they've made this two-frame GIF that sort of implied that the Who Gives You Extra with pelvic thrusts was Howard, and he was giving you extra. And that, that image was apparently shared widely around Halifax um, to the amusement of their staff and then to the lawyers going, get rid of this. And I just like, okay, fine, I'll get rid of it. Um, yeah. <coughs> um, have you explored using, um, so you, you kind of pile your own word lists and things into yeah. it. Have you considered using APIs to get data from other sources? Uh, I quite like using my own word list as the simple answer, but um, you know, sometimes there are, there are bits of word lists that I've just kind of lifted from Wikipedia, you know, like a, uh, a list of British foods has been a very, very useful, you know, the endless beef cobblers that get mentioned in, in this, um, and list of old computers, you know, you just Google for something and whack it in. Um, the thing I'd really like, and I've not found a good way of doing it is, you know, because it's quite fun to bung words into a thesaurus, um, but the, the bit I'd want, and I've never quite got it to work, is like not exactly, is to get the category kind of thing. So if you go, it'd be great if I could get the word sausage, and it could go, look it up and go, oh, that's a British food, give me other British foods, rather than going wiener, um, you know, and giving you direct, you know, that, that, that would be, that would revolutionise my, my attempts at internet bot-made comedy, if I could do that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, someone solve that for me. Um, we're actually quite short of time. I think probably one more question, if there is one. At the back, yeah. Have you spoken into like real life comedians about what you're doing? I, just, <laughs> so I, just, I tried to get a stand-up friend to come with me today, and he said, "I don't want to meet the man who's going to compute myself out of existence in the future." Um, I've, I've got. He didn't want to be automated with this. Well, okay, okay. What I'm doing is I'm not automating comedy. I am pouring my own ideas for comedy into a system that's not automating it. It's just sort of, I'm effectively making a writing partner that's code kind of thing, you know, and it's like, and it only exists in this relationship with me. I don't think he's got much to worry about, you know, and especially it's also, it's nothing, I'm not doing any AI stuff, but I've got quite a few friends in, in the comedy area, uh, you know, stand-up comedians and writers and stuff, and they are, I'm not saying they love what I do, but they're quite interested in it because fundamentally they're doing the same thing, which is, Sit, you know, they, they generally sit there with a pen and paper or a computer screen and shuffle words around, and I'm just doing the same thing as they're doing, but using arrays and JavaScript. It's very, very similar to... It literally is comedy writing, what I'm doing. It might not be funny comedy writing, <laughs> but it is the same process, but just, sh you know, done it slightly differently. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I think that's mm -hmm. all we have okay. time for. Um, so thank you, Rob, for Thank you. For thank you for inviting me. Um, if you want to stick around and have a look around at the artwork, which we've just put up as part of our Dataris Culture uh, programme, you're more than welcome to. Um, next week, we have the Web Foundation coming to talk about AI and global development. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks very much. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.